0: Welcome to H.O.W.C. Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Okay, tonight we're going to talk about Babel. We're going to pick up in chapter 11. Uh, We won't have too many more Wednesdays, I don't think, before we finish this series. Well, we're going to do Abraham, so we'll go for sure into 12. We might not go the whole story, but at least 12. Um, so we, but we're, we're coming to a close. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there so a little bit of recap from where we were before the flood had ended they got off the boat they began to establish um, some dwelling places some vineyards God gave the commission the new commission the new covenant the Noahic covenant he tells them again be fruitful and multiply go ahead and you know spread throughout the earth and, and gives them the same commission more or less that was given in the beginning be fruitful <laughs> to be fruitful and multiply and go out throughout the earth and replenish the earth because everything's been destroyed by the flood. So the people begin to multiply and a group of them comes to this plain and they stop. So instead of going out and following the leading of God's voice and subduing the land and multiplying, they stay in this place and begin to build themselves a city. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burned them thoroughly and they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar um, that word slime translates to either pitch or asphalt they had for mortar and they said go to let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven now we all had our little Sunday school class about them building this tower to want to stand in heaven the word tower in the original Hebrew that was translated here to tower, the word was migdol is where the word migdala comes from. It's not technically a tower, though it can be. It means um, an elevated platform, an elevated stage, or an elevated pulpit. It can be a raised bed. It's something that was being built up for them to stand upon, to be placed in the place of God. Now, we understand through Scripture that the Antichrist spirits, according to... Uh, even in the New Testament, says that he will put himself in the place of God, wanting to be as God. This was built by Nimrod, according to history. What he was doing was rebelling. Nimrod means rebellion. He was rebelling against God's commission to go out, to let the people just spread out, follow God's commission, fulfill his will to multiply, subdue the land, and fill the earth. He stands in opposition to what God tells them to do and tells them to do something different. So he's putting himself in the place of God. Now I'm giving the orders. I want men to worship me. I want them to look up to me. He puts himself in the place of God, wanting to be God to this people. So he builds himself a platform, a stage, a pulpit, something to elevate himself above the people. It can be a tower, but it's the principle of it. So he puts himself, he establishes the first city that's recorded after the flood. He establishes the first governmental structures. He establishes dependency and control. These are all things that throughout history, governments and antichrist spirit characters would continue to do. This is the first archetype for the antichrist. He starts to... uh, make the people dependent these governmental systems and structures that draw people in to i'm going to be your provision i'm going to be your your wisdom i'm going to be your provider i'm going to be your security i'm going to be your counselor i'm going to i'm going to be god to you all those things that we should seek god for they became and this is where the essence of antichrist originates after the flood and begins to get back in to the system and that's the whole purpose of the- Welfare systems today, governments today, still do the same thing to make you dependent on them. It's the first communist building. It's a communistic system. It's a socialistic system. Exactly. It's a control system, which the Bible says control is witchcraft. It brought confusion. Babel means confusion. Also, uh, Babylon was the first place that created
1: currency, money, coins. Right.
0: Monetary systems, judicial systems, all of these. All right, so he says we will build us a city and a tower, a platform to rule from, to put themselves in the place of God over the people, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name. Now, had they obeyed God and just been subdued the land, went out, been fruitful and multiplied, nobody would have been famous for that. Nobody would have been worshipped. They did this. He did this because he wanted attention. He let us make us a name. Yes. That's why it's so important to squash any desire for attention, for fame to be somebody or to be something. You mean pride? Pride, right. So those that are worshipping pride this month? Yep. Right? Um, it's, it's pride. Pride goes away pride goes before the fall and this tower fell so God humbles them God always humbles the prideful that's why pride always comes before the fall because God will humble let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth so let us make us let us make ourselves something important here lest we be scattered all over the earth and nobody know who we are well wasn't that the commission that God gave them wasn't that what they were supposed to do but that wasn't prestigious enough for them. We're gonna build us an elevated pulpit so people can worship us. This happens in government, this happens in celebrities, and nowadays this happens in churches. Be very cautious. Any spirit, any desire for attention, to be somebody, to be worshiped, especially in a ministry or in a church, is the influence of an antichrist spirit. The Holy, Jesus said the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will not speak of himself, he will only speak of me. Someone operating through the power of the, and influence of the Holy Spirit, the leading of the Holy Spirit, will only point to Jesus. They will always reflect and deflect and always point men back to Jesus. Everything that they do is to glorify God. If there's an antichrist spirit, then the things that they do will actually glorify themselves. You can always come back, is it of the Holy Spirit? Is it birthed in selflessness and humility? Then yes. If it's birthed in selfishness and pride, then it's a spirit of antichrist. So this was about rebellion. Nimrod was said to be the one that, that orchestrated, Nimrod builds you know, Babylon, Nimrod is involved in some of this, it's part of the rebellion. This stood in opposition to God's commission to go forth to follow his lead, to subdue the land to be fruitful and to multiply. This was man's plan and how he would achieve his objectives. The tower was an attempt to out-engineer God's judgment rather than to just trust him and avert it through submission. So part of the reason that the tower was built, according to Josephus and the Jewish traditions and historical records, this is not listed in um, scripture, but it is implied through the context and is recorded in the Jewish uh, literatures. That part of the reason for the tower being built was to get them up above a flood because they knew they were in rebellion they still had a memory they were close enough to the flood to know that God flooded the whole earth because of men's sin and rebellion before so if they build a structure tall enough then it doesn't matter what they do because if there's a flood again then they'll be safe from it they're trying to out-engineer the judgment there are records in other cultures also, things like the pyramids and some of these megalithic structures, that that was also part of their mindset. Now, when we think of tower, this is not like like an obelisk, you know, or like the Washington Monument. Historically, it was kind of like a pyramid, like a step pyramid. Yeah, is like at? Yeah, it's like a step pyramid. So a series of elevated stages, basically. You see that in the Aztec. You see that all over the world. You see it in South America. You see it in North Africa. You see it, uh, in the Congo even. You see it all over the world. And the reason for that is because the earth was, the the landmass was still somewhat together, um, when these things were being built. Remember that it says that the land was divided in Peleg's time, which was slightly after this. Um, So these these areas had a commonality at some point before they began to break apart and separate. I think that process was part of what divided the languages also. So the tower was also an attempt to out-engineer God's judgment. That is still happening to this day because we know that there are things that are coming, and instead of just... Some surrendering and submitting to God's instructions, we try to figure out how to avert it. We try to figure out how we can, can change the, you know, get the right politicians in, get the right seed vaults built, get the right stuff in preparation. Now, how about we just surrender and submit to God's instructions so that there's no need for the judgment? There is a spirit of pride involved in trying to out-engineer God, thinking that if there's a judgment coming, then I can be smart enough and strong enough to prepare for it. No, you can't. You have to repent, get in right standing, get on the ark, which is Jesus, do what he says, and then he will cover you just like he did for Noah. He protected him because he was a preacher of righteousness. In other words, he relayed, he lived, and he also preached what God said was right. And in the end, ultimately, that's what protects us more than anything that we can do. Because remember the event in the end, right before the return of Jesus, the wrath of God is going to be the same event that happened Um, in the time of Noah with the flood, only it won't be water, it'll be fire, but it's going to be the same celestial and geological and spiritual event. The Bible says in that time frame that the leaders of the world will hide themselves in the dens of the earth and cry out for the rocks to fall on them for fear of what they see coming upon the earth. So they're trying to prepare... they they build all these bunkers they built all these seed vaults they tell you you got to take the mark of the beast and we'll protect you that's part of what the antichrist does just like nimrod oh we've built a tower that can protect you from the flood come be part of our system come be part of our our city it's a counterfeit covering it's a counterfeit ark it's a counterfeit uh, husband that's what the antichrist is because jesus is our ark he is our protection so in the end Jesus is the one that will protect us from the judgment to come, but the governments and the, the, the Antichrist system will tell you, no, we can protect you, we can be your provision, we can give you the food that you need, the supplies. You can come into our shelters, but you got to take the mark of the beast. you got to be part of the system, but it won't save them in the end. It says that they're going to be so afraid when they see Jesus coming, or the sign of Jesus coming, um, that they're going to cry for the rocks to fall on them, even in their, their hiding places. and and hide them from the Lord, because they're more afraid of facing the wrath of God than facing the judgment that is upon them. So the tower was an attempt to out-engineer God's judgment, rather than to just trust him to avert it through submission. This is also the origins of the great Babylonian mystery school religions that you see throughout history in places like Samaria, Egypt, Washington, the Masons, the EU, the United Nations, all of these mystery school religions kind of had their origins here back at the Tower of Babel, this first great big rebellion where we're going to build great stone masons or going to build something that will out-engineer God's judgment so that they can do what they want, be in rebellion, lead other people and be God instead of helping people to be surrendered and submitted to God. That has permeated through the ages and it's still something that is manifesting to this day. There is a reason that we see this happening also in the scriptures right before, I think, we get to the story of Abraham. Because these people tried to build their own city and promised land, and it fell apart on them. In the very next story in scripture, we're going to look at Abraham, who trusted in God for the promise of a better city to come, whose builder and maker is the Lord. He left and sojourned. Right? They wouldn't sojourn. They wanted to build something here to make themselves famous. Abraham was willing to leave what he had and sojourn to go out, subdue the land, be fruitful and multiply, to the best of his ability. He obeyed the commission that God had given, and God completed the mission, even when it was impossible and made no sense to him. To do what God says don't try to build your own elevated pulpit they wanted to make a name for themselves and they became known for bringing confusion upon the whole world abraham had no desire to be seen so god promised to make his name famous and we are all still talking about him today the father of a nation the ancestor of jesus a man of faith like no other a friend of god what did he do he trusted God and walked out the commission that God had given. Even though he could not do it, how could Abraham be fruitful and multiply? He couldn't, but he trusted God to do it through him anyway. The commission was go out, subdue the land, be fruitful and multiply. He couldn't be fruitful and multiply. His wife was barren. But he was faithful to do, take the first step to just go out and trust God to make the rest happen, even though it was impossible they did the opposite. They stayed, they tried to make it happen themselves, and they brought destruction. Verse five. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men had built. So this was not going to work. This was not going to end well for them. Did God prevent it from happening? No, they put a lot of work into this. God let them put a lot of work into it. I I always hear, and I even saw it today on Facebook, people talk about how if if it's not meant to be, it won't happen. No, you can put a whole lot of effort in stuff that's not meant to be. God let them build the tower before he knocked it down on them. Now, it didn't amount to anything in the end, but he let them put a lot of work into it. You can waste a lot of time and energy and mess things up if you don't seek the Lord and trust his instructions. Or if you listen to others instead of seeking the Lord for yourself. Because a lot of what got these people in trouble was listening to Nimrod and the leaders. Because it was always about wanting to worship somebody, somebody wanting to lead others instead of. That's why in this church, we take a lot of effort to teach you how to hear from the Lord yourself, how to read the word yourself and understand the word yourself. We don't want y'all dependent on us. We want y'all to learn how to have a relationship with Jesus so you can follow him individually. And then teach others to do the same. Ultimately, that's what discipleship is. When Jesus gave the commission under the new covenant to be spiritually fruitful and multiply, to go out into all of the world, it's the same commission, only it's a spiritual addition to it. The point is to make disciples to teach others not to worship us, That's what the Antichrist spirit does. It's to teach others how to have the same relationship with God that we have learned to have. You take the time to learn how to hear him, and then you let others know that they can have that same experience, and then you befriend them and parent them for a season while you help them to learn to decipher between the enemy and what is God, because the Bible says that there are many spirits in the world that you have to test the spirits to know what is of God and what isn't. So there is a season of learning and growing, but ultimately it's to get that person to the point where they're spiritually mature and can go do the same for somebody else. And the Lord said unto them, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined. So the people are in unity. This is an important point to make because there is a big thing in the church world today called the unity movement. And unity in scripture is very important. The Bible says that God bless unity, that it is as precious as the anointing oil that that flows from Aaron's beard. It's a precious thing, but it's very specific. In the New Testament it talks about being in the unity of the Spirit so we are to be in unity with the Holy Spirit not with a person now the Holy Spirit can work through a person but you better seek the Lord and know that the Holy Spirit is working through a person before you yoke up with them because these people were in unity with a person and it was an Antichrist figure Israel got in trouble a whole lot for being in unity with Egypt being in unity with babylon you have to be careful who you yoke up with the bible says to be separate to be separate from the world makes you be in unity with god to be in unity with god will cause separation with the world holiness holy means set apart you are set apart for example i am a spouse i am committed i am married to my husband just as the bride of christ is to be to Which the bride of Christ is, is the church. They're supposed to be wholly set apart unto Christ. So me I am married I am set apart unto my husband That means that I can't be in union with anyone else and be in union with him To be in unity with my husband is going to make me separate from others So to be in unity with God we will be separate from the world and if we choose to be in unity with the world That's gonna make us separate from God. If I choose to go and marry somebody else and be with somebody else, that's gonna cause me to be separated from my husband. So there has to be uh, a unity with the spirit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the head and we are different members of the body. He gives the instructions, we follow them. When we do that, He is doing a work through us as a body, we are in unity with him, and the members should all be in unity also because they're all receiving the same instruction from the Holy Spirit. Don't let somebody use that as a means to get you involved in something that is contrary to God's word and will. Because I have been in many (sighs) ministries and situations where I knew God was not in favor of something that was taking place and when I began to try to show them how this was contrary to the scripture I became the enemy that was causing disunity in the movement because anybody that had any opposition to what the leader was telling them to do was somebody that was not in unity with the movement and not in. but we're not supposed to be in unity with movements we're supposed to be in unity with the spirit you're not supposed to be in unity with... You can be in unity with an antichrist spirit. We all know that there are very wicked and evil groups out there. You can be in unity with the Masons. Does, is that a good thing? No. You can be in unity with Antifa. Is that a good thing? No. You can be in unity with a murderous, communistic, socialistic government. Is that a good thing? No. no. You have to be in unity with God. That's a good thing. Being in unity with God will usually make you the enemy of the world. The Bible says to be friends with the world makes you the enemy of God. So just kind of getting that out there because that's something that the enemy will use to deceive and confuse and try to make you feel guilty about standing firm on the word. You're causing disunity. Oh, I'm standing with Jesus even if it means everybody else is standing, you know, apart. We we talked a few Sundays ago in Sunday School about the, the story of Balaam. The children of Israel were protected because they were in unity with God, but then it says that they joined themselves to Baal-pure. They came into agreement and unity with Baal-pure, and so then they lost their protection because now they're cheating on God and they don't have the protection of the marriage covenant. So it's important to be careful. Remember that this Antichrist spirit Stands in the place of God wanting to be God so he's gonna want to do things he's gonna want to lead he's gonna want to control he's gonna want to try to get you into unity with him as opposed to unity with the Spirit now that doesn't mean that you have to just be contrary to everything seek the Lord hear from him but stand on what he says Because the truth is, Jesus made it very clear. He said, straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life and few are they that find it. But broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there be thereon. So if you're in unity with the majority, you're probably on the wide road to destruction. Jesus said that it's very narrow and there's only a few that actually make it into heaven. So that means that for you to actually make it into heaven, you're going to be in unity with him in the spirit. You're going to be probably amongst the minority. You're usually going to be alienated. Maybe not always, but in most cases, because most people don't want to stand with God. They want you to stand with them and their ambitions and their plans, which is an antichrist spirit. So be cautious of this. So at the end of that verse, it says that God was worried because that whatever they imagined, they could do. So this was not things that God had put in their heart. This was not things that were the leading of the Holy Spirit. These were things that men had imagined influenced by demons and that they could do it and others would help them to do it. We are made in the likeness of God. We are creators by nature. All right, verse 7. Oh, and, and understand, when they were building this tower to the heavens, there are there is a level of speculation, but I don't think that it's a coincidence that we are coming back to these same places again, where these same people controlled by these same, well, not the same people, but people controlled by the same spirits are trying to get back to achieving this because they were scattered and couldn't do it, but they spent all this time trying to come back into a state and a place where they could do it that even as of now, we're getting back into the heavens. So don't be surprised if it's tied into a lot of the breakthroughs that we're seeing uh, even in uh, space travel and those kind of things. And, And you're gonna see in the next few years, we've talked about it a little bit before, but a lot of great deceptions coming through in that area. Verse seven, go to, let us go down, this is God speaking, let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So to prevent this from happening, so this was basically right after the flood, they're already getting right into the whole Antichrist and beast system. God's like, whoa, whoa, this is happening too fast. There has to be some stuff established. He's got to bring in Christ to bring the redemption. So he's like, we can't have this happening right now this quick. We're going to confuse the languages to slow this process down. So when he comes and he breaks up the languages, they can't communicate so they can't work together to accomplish this evil commission, which is contrary to his commission. Um, So it's going to slow the process down but over time these spirits are still trying to bring it back to this which brings us to about where we are now in history where the enemy has really done a lot of work to make this possible again, reuniting all of humanity. Uh, bringing people back into one language with translation and translators and the internet and United Nations and governmental, global governmental systems so everything we see happening is bringing it back to this thing now God in this because what they were doing was sheer pride to think that you can stand in opposition to the word and will of God and it will turn out alright for you is the essence of pride it will not God humbles them God did not prevent their work as a whole. He let them do a lot of it, but then he lets it fall apart on them. God lets them finish their work, then he lets it fail. The Antichrist is still trying to do this. They're trying to get it back. We do have to touch a little bit on the language part because this was a unity with man for an evil mission, right? When the Holy Spirit was given... However, we read in Acts chapter 2, which he was about to allude to, Mm -hmm. God, in that instance, does restore a universal language. He fixes what was taken away in the Tower of Babel, but only fixes it for those who had the Holy Spirit and followed its leading. So God blesses those that work in unity with the Spirit, because he knows he can trust them to have one language to do his mission the holy spirit is given to fulfill the great commission and part of that is the gift of tongues and interpretation at the day of pentecost it says that they spoke in their language but they were understood by all the people of different languages as though they spoke their languages god restored it he wanted unity but only unity to fulfill his mission those who don't have the holy spirit still had to battle this confusion So it was to fulfill the Great Commission. That's why the gift of tongues was one of the first gifts of the Holy Spirit. It restores what was lost in Babel. So in short, unity with man in Babel brought confusion, while unity with the Holy Spirit in Jerusalem brought understanding and revelation. It allowed you to fulfill God's commission while God stopped what they were doing to fulfill the enemy's commission. Verse 8. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. So they stopped building the city, God scatters them abroad. Therefore, is the name of it called Babel? Babel means confusion, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon all the face. Of the earth so people were scattered out the languages were confused he put the brakes on what they were trying to do and the enemy has been trying to bring it back in like heather had mentioned you know one of the the world's leading programs to help you to be able to learn learn languages or to interpret languages for you to bring everyone back into unity of one understanding of language is called babel Um, There's also one of the world's leading program of computer speaking is called dragons. Dragons naturally speaking was the original, but now they just call it dragons or dragons work. The Bible says the dragon will give the image the ability to speak. So what we see happening right now in history goes all the way back. This is something that's been going on, that these spirits have been doing for a very long time, trying to do again trying to restore the corruption that was before the flood happened. They've been trying to get those spirits back in power and back to being worshiped, where God wanted people to be in unity with him, to follow the leading of his spirit, which brings love, joy, peace, gentleness, patience, kindness, self-control. These other spirits lead you into perversion, pride, selfishness, murder. The, all of the cultures that worshiped them ended up you know, sacrificing their children and doing all these wicked, evil things. So in the end, the antichrist spirit is very selfish and must be judged to protect the innocent. So make sure you're on the right side of the fight. And one of the ways you can make sure that you're not in alignment with this spirit is to check your pride, check your motive, check your selfishness, make sure that you're not trying to be worshiped. Thank you for joining us today This program was brought to you by HOWC Media Ministries. For more messages like this or information about our ministry, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.